and I texted my friend Anton that there was an ant in the movie named after him. And he was like, oh, I'm going to have to watch that now. And I was like, do you hate these movies? This is Felix Dragsdale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me, Dale, through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, a movie where Ant-Man breaks out of his house arrest to help the Wasp and and the original Ant-Man uh, save the original Wasp. Mm-hmm. This movie originally came out in 2018, the 8th of 10 films of Phase 3 of the MCU. And since I only agreed to uh, three phases of the uh, MCU, we are almost done. I don't recall this. Well, I really didn't re- agree to anything, so I can quit Exactly. Anytime. Also, the next movie that comes out after Endgame is Tom Holland, so we have to watch that. Um, I think really you're saying that you have to watch that. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Yep. Okay, so Felix, have we seen this movie before we watched it together? I saw it one time. One time only? Mm-hmm. Because your great rewatch happened before the Avengers Infinity War? No, it happened after, but this movie came out after Infinity War. So I probably watched this in between. I probably did my rewatch right after Infinity War, but before this. Oh, okay. Mm-mm, maybe not. I know I didn't see this for like two or three weeks. And I had not seen this in theaters or before we watched it together. So, Felix. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. <gasps> Who's in this movie? We have. Janet Mama Van Dyne, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh huh. We have Hank Papa Pim. <laughs> Sorry, I put their roles in there because sometimes you forget. True. Also, because I forgot what her last name was when I was typing that up. Um, we have Hope Van Dyne. Uh, Scott Lang. Who plays Ant Man? Oh, wait, no. Who is Ant Man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically. Technically, he does play Ant Man. Uh, played by Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. Cassie Lang, his daughter, um, Maggie Lang, her mother, played by Judy Greer, mm-hmm. and Jim Paxton, the uh, the stepdad, I guess, at this point. Mm, yeah. He, I feel like he's on some kind of sitcom. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. He gives me a very sitcom actor. Oh. Who seems like a sitcom actor? Uh, we have Dave, the one criminal partner. Played by, employee. Played by T.I. Who's a real-life criminal. <laughs> and Kurt, the European one. Mm-hmm. Who's also been in things. I think he's on Bones. Okay. And also, of course, Luis, his soulmate and best friend. Mm-hmm. In the bad guy category, we have a guy named Sonny Birch. Unzman? Unz, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then the other guy, he's, who's also a psychic. Um, mm-hmm. In the FBI, we have FBI agent Jimmy Woo, and then FBI agent Salt, who is a mole. Hmm. I don't know, I call him a mole. And there's Bill Foster, who's not related to Jane Foster, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. And Ava Starr, who's a ghost. She's not a ghost. I want to be very no, clear about that. A ghost. Plays plays like a super person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a hero or a villain. It's kind of like a little, little, a little, little both. Mostly uh, villain. <laughs> mostly villain. 
Okay, so of these people, does anybody take off their shirt? Just Scott. Why does he take off his shirt? He's in the bath. That seems like a very appropriate place to take off your shirt. Unlike in Batman v Superman, when Superman gets in the bath fully clothed. That seems like a mistake. You're just getting your shirt wet. He, there's also another place where it's like appropriate for him not to be wearing a shirt, where he is like in his pajamas and like when he like is wearing the the suit and then takes off the suit for oh, like yeah. a a misdirect where like the suit is there but he's not. Mm-hmm. He is still wearing a t-shirt, so yeah. he like actively wears a shirt for almost every, for all the scenes where he could be wearing a shirt without being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because like he did work out. Like, he has a visibly, like, it's not like Chris Pratt or anything, but he's got, like, a superhero body. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true, I guess. Seems when, like a waste. When you're on two years of uh, two years of house arrest, you do have very little to do except work out. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if you're an actor, I think you're getting paid to work out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody start talking about the plot. Yeah. So this movie starts out with a summary of what happened before the previous Ant-Man movie. Mm, flashback. Oh, you want to call it a flashback? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't technically a flashback. It was like a story that, uh, what's his name, was telling, right? Uh, yeah, Hank Pym mm-hmm. was telling Hope Van Dyne, his daughter. Which I feel like she already knew, probably. Yeah, it was a summary for the audience, because it's been at least two years since they've seen the yeah, Ant-Man. It was an exposition dump. <laughs> so true. It, but it does move the plot forward, because mm-hmm. it does say that it's a story about what happened to the original wasp, who was Hope's mother and um, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, which is convenient because now they could cast her. Because remember in the original Ant-Man? No. Okay. That was a comma, not a, like, answer the question now. Oh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> remember in the original Ant-Man, comma... They never showed her face in any of the photographs. She was oh. always wearing a giant hat. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to cast her. I don't remember that, but yeah, sure. Now they cast her, and it's Michelle Pfeiffer. I do love Michelle Pfeiffer. And also noted that now she is added to the list of people who have been in the DC and Marvel Cinematic Universe. She played Catwoman. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, side note. I just watched Shazam. Slash Captain Marvel, but the DC um, one. I have such problems with this. I feel like Shazam it should be your superhero who's really good at listening to music and telling you what it is. Mm-hmm. That's really what Doctor Strange is. Yeah. <laughs> should be Shazam. <laughs> um, he no, in the the Shazam, um, the guy from Captain Marvel slash originally from um. Guardians of the Galaxy is in it. I'm pretty sure it's him. I should double check. Yeah, you should probably double check. I'm like 75% sure it's him. Might not be, but I'm pretty sure. I'm super doubtful about whatever you're trying to say. But you know who I'm talking about? He's like the... um, No! He works for Thanos, but like not directly. It is him. I was right. This guy. Pronounce his name, because I certainly can't. DJ, I'm on Ansusu. Sure. Oh, he's the he was in that really bad Tarzan remake with my husband Alexander Skarsgård. 
Um, How many people are you married to? They're going to come arrest you. Um, so this guy, he plays the original Shazam, the wizard, in the Shazam movie, but he's also in Captain Marvel. Okay, none of those words made sense to me. You just said there's an original Shazam, and also he's a wizard. Mm-hmm. There's more than one Shazam. Mm-hmm. You know what? In my mind, there are two Shazams. One? Shaquille O'Neal. No. <laughs> one. Have you never the, seen Shazam? No. Oh, my God. That's what we're going to have to watch. No, I get to pick it. <laughs> You're gonna I pick get to pick it. Shazam starring Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not picking that. One, the app on your phone that tells you what's playing. And number two, Doctor Strange. Second, Shazam. Okay. Are you oh, wait. Is it? It's not Shaq, is it? I'm thinking of when he was the genie. No, no, that's... You, no, it is... Yeah. It's Kazam, not Shazam. He plays a genie. Yeah, we're not watching that either. We should. <laughs> it's pretty good. No. Um. Anyway. So yeah, so I thought that was really funny because he's in both Captain Marvels, which came out like two weeks uh, separate from each other. Shazam's name in the comic books is Captain Marvel. Yes. Okay, can we please? Okay, is did you hate this movie, Felix? Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. Um, not as much as the first one. Did you hate this movie, Felix? (laughs) I wouldn't say I hated it. It's not my favorite. Because. We haven't even gotten the background <laughs> stuff, and you're already changing the subject. It was an aside that was an interesting aside. No, it wasn't. It was an aside that was not interesting at all. I thought it was interesting. Um, okay, so are we ready to talk about the plot? Yeah. Okay. Hank Pym is telling his daughter, Hope Van Dyne, uh, the story about how how his mom got lost and how he thinks he can find her again because mm-hmm. when they went off to save some amount of people from some bomb and she went some subatomic in order to or, or subatomic in order to get into some bomb thing which by the way doesn't make any it's sense like a rocket it was a bomb attached to a rocket yeah doesn't make any sense because she had to like it was like too tightly enclosed and she couldn't get into it. Yeah, I didn't believe that. Well, like, first of all, that doesn't make sense. But like once she's that small and like gets into the rocket, what is she gonna do? She's tiny. I don't know why she kept getting smaller and smaller after she'd gone in. Like she wasn't subatomic yet. She was still like visible to the eye, just like super up close. No, I thought she was subatomic at that point. Anyway. No, just to get through that crack. I thought that crack was like supposed to be like super sealed off, like it was. Spiders welded. can get through cracks. Yeah, but I thought it that didn't was look supposed welded. To... Oh yes, like even if it was welded, no one can weld perfectly. But in any case, she continues to get smaller after yes, she gets inside of it. But like once you're inside of it and super tiny, then you're not actually capable of doing anything. Yeah. And I don't know how she shut it off. Disarming that bomb. And I don't understand why she couldn't stop herself from getting smaller or get bigger again. Like, they made that whole big deal in the first movie, too. Yeah, that like, you lose your mind. But, like, Scott did it. Yeah, and that, well, and that it didn't was, seem hard. That was the point of it, is that Scott did it, and so then he thinks now it's possible to, mm-hmm. like, come back from that quantum place where you might be losing your mind. And he thinks maybe she's still alive down in being tiny land. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
Hank dusted off some plans from his old days at Penn Laboratories in what he called a quantum tunnel. <laughs> and he and Hope started building it because they want to see if they can rescue their mother slash wife. Different relationships. Different relationships. Same person. So then, Scott, we cut to present day. Well, that was present day too, I suppose. Cause it was like a story, but it was in the past. Yeah, it was like two years ago when they started building this yeah. thing. Uh, we cut to present day, and Scott is playing with his daughter Cassie. Yeah. Um, they're doing like a Indiana Jones style heist, but with ant themed stuff. Yeah. And he's got this like entire cardboard amusement park built in his house in his yard, which seems it- crazy. <laughs> Yeah, well, he has a lot of time. That's he true. is on house arrest. Um, they're they're like crawling through boxes. They're looking for something. They have like a giant like ant model who's supposed to like show them the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to go get the micro treasure. And what's that micro treasure? His trophy. What does this trophy say? Don't remember. World's greatest grandma. <laughs> right. It's a trophy that that um Cassie gave to her dad as a birthday gift because it's the only only trophy they had. But like I I love this dynamic. That, like <laughs> she gives him this trophy and that he loves it and that he thinks it's way too precious to take out of the house and that she can't take it to show show and tell and that he's so touched that she thinks he's the world's greatest grandma and wants to knit her a sweater. You know why she couldn't take it, right? Yes, but it's adorable. Okay. (laughs) I mean, spoiler alert, he has, like, the Ant-Man suit taped inside the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. But it's still super cute that he pretends it's, like, the most valuable thing he owns. Even Uh though it's, like, whatever was, like, available at, like, the airport (laughs) gift shop or whatever. People love their kids. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't love people's kids. Well, that's because they're not your kids. That's true. Does your mother love you? I suppose. Yeah. Does your grandmother love you? Yeah. Even though she laughs at you for having that one gray hair. She does. I love that. Oh, my God. I love your grandma. I had a lint in my hair the other day, and one of them was like, oh, I thought it was another gray hair. Like, rude. (laughs) Luis interrupts um, their little exploration, and... And what's cute about Cassie is she keeps, like, referring to, like, the police or, like, Lu- Luis and, like, his interrupting thing as nicknames for police. Like, mm. she calls them the Popo and the Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, um. Anyway, the background on this is that Luis started a company, Ex-Con Security, because he's an ex-convict, and Scott is the security up. Ep- expert and they have a big proposal for a Carapetian building. Um, I don't remember. No idea. So they ha- they really want to get this contract. Um, so that's what's going on in their lives. Is that mm-hmm. that's stressing Lu- Luis out. Scott's working from them, kind of from home. Mm-hmm. When they slide down the, the slide and down a bunch of <laughs> cardboard boxes <laughs> out through the uh, the the I won't call it the porch staircase. Yeah. Porch staircase. Um they run into the fence at the edge of his yard and he ends up triggering the proximity alarm on his ankle bracelet because he broke the fence and his foot went through the alarm. Which I thought was also kind of ridiculous because I imagine that their um their 
ankle bracelets can't be that accurate to like be the exact what. I mean, I think there's just like a. Uh, you think there's like line, a, but like, usually like your, your dogs. Yeah. Invisible. It's plants. like an invisible laser thing. But usually know. you can like they give you like thirty seconds to like get back in oh. the range before they actually send the police. Oh. Yeah, anyway, they send the police, and they, like, search the the house from bottom to top, and then, like, uh, Cassie's mo- mom and husband come, and then she's like, what are you doing? You can't come in here and just search the place whenever you want, and her husband, who is a police officer, <laughs> says, uh, actually, yeah, they can. He's under house arrest. This isn't just, like, a normal citizen. He's, mm-hmm. he's in too much trouble, and he's like, yes, they can, and then he... Then he talks about all the stuff like he does to like entertain his ten year old when he can't like leave the house because they can't like go to the park and they can't mm-hmm. go to the movies and they can't go to the museum. Like he is making giant playsets of, <laughs> of ants and tunnels. And like the other thing he did is he learned close up magic, which this is one of the things I lo- really love about this movie is that he starts like doing card tricks <laughs> where he just makes cards appear out of like Cassie's ear and like. And the FBI agent who's who's um in charge of searching his house is like, How'd you learn that? <laughs> How'd you do that? And then later he does it in front of in front of Paxton, the the stepdad, mm-hmm. and where he says, Once you know, once I get out of here, which is only like three days away, his his two years of house arrest is almost up. He's like, We're gonna paint this town red, we're gonna eat so much ice cream we won't stop puking and then he like and then he pukes up all these cards <laughs> and the and the and Paxton's like how'd you do that <laughs> I think it's so cute anyway uh then uh Cassie leaves because she's she's done visiting her dad for the weekend and then uh Scott just does a bunch of stuff around his house and he's really really bored because he yeah he 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 drums on his electric drum set. He sings some karaoke. Alone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he does some online close-up magic university. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he takes a bath where he takes Shirtless. off his shirt because that's logical. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't go down far enough. Like the camera angle is very much just like high torso. Um, what is wrong with high torso? Oh, you just want to you just want to see like stomach muscles and like that V. I want to see all of it. He's in the bath. I don't know how you take a bath. Naked. Yes. <laughs> like, do you put the minimal amount of water in there <laughs> and then like sit upright? He was sitting upright. <laughs> no, he wasn't because then he like drifted off and had a wonderful like crazy daydream. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Those are not relaxing baths where you're trying to look really sexy. <laughs> well, I imagine he's taller than like the length of the bath. Yeah, but then you lean back and then you put your your feet up. Mm, no. Yes. Yes. Dumb, dumb bath. I don't take baths. Baths are well, gross. Get a shower. Well, <laughs> baths are fabulously relaxing. Like a bubble bath. I take bubble baths to relax and then I have to take a shower afterwards because I feel unclean. Okay. And then you get all pruney. You do talk about being pruney a lot. <laughs> it must bother you. It happens, you know, being in the water. It's interesting that you talk about it so much. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. I've just listened to a couple <laughs> a couple episodes where you brought it up. Um, 
Anyway, in the bath, he gets this daydream where he daydreams that he is Mama Van Dyne and that he was in the quantum realm. And then he calls Hank with his secret wall phone. Yeah, he's got a little cell phone, like, tucked away in, like, the air duct or an outlet. Yeah, like, an outlet. an outlet. Um, and he's like, he leaves a voicemail because Hank doesn't answer. And he's like, I don't know if this is an emergency. It's probably not. It's probably stupid. But I feel like I had a dream about your wife. And I was playing hide and seek, and then I was, uh, but I was your wife, but not in a creepy way. And this <laughs> actually doesn't seem like such an emergency. Uh, okay, bye. I'm not sure if this is your number anymore. And then he breaks the phone. Uh-huh. But then what happens next is he goes downstairs in his bathrobe and his boxer shorts and his t-shirt, because God forbid he wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> um, and he's out on his couch, and then he uh, then he is eating something, and then he like falls asleep because he gets like crinkle eyes, mm-hmm. and he gets uh, kidnapped and replaced by an ant. Yep, with ankle bracelet. <laughs> and so now that ant, there's a giant ant wearing his ankle bracelet, doing Scott Lang things. <laughs> Scott uh, wakes up in a car, and Hope is driving him around. This is one of the major things that uh, bothers me is that. Sometimes it's night and sometimes it's day and it has no bearing on what the previous scene was. Oh, or yeah. The next scene. Because it is definitely night where like he is like falling asleep on his breakfast cereal and then boom, it is daytime and he's being driven around by hope. Mm-hmm. Like did they like tranquilize him in order to like kidnap him in the middle of the night and then it's daytime? Maybe it was like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It took a while for to get like the ant, you know. They probably had to shrink Scott to get his ankle bracelet off, and they had to make the ant big. And yeah, but shrink him, but not the ankle bracelet. I guess that's a complex task. I don't know. But did it take all night? I guess. (laughs) And then and then she's driving around in her tiny car with the the big pigeons outside. Oh, where the big pigeons are like, you know, like. They like frighten Scott because he's not expecting a big pigeon outside because he's in a tiny car. Then the pigeons start like pecking at the car and mm-hmm. making big dents. But when the car gets big, it doesn't have big dents in it. Oh, continuity director. Yeah. When you make a like a tiny car that's driving around, well, number one, like every pothole would be like crazy oh, big. Yeah. But like you're also not going to be going as fast. You're going to have to like. Really? I was thinking that too. They were like zipping around and making like the noise that like an RC car makes. Yep. But they could not go that fast. That's why you want to be big when you when you're doing that. And then if you're hosting, then you could probably get small and maintain that speed. Yeah. But really, your engine for like going what what would feel like 30, 30 miles per hour would be really really slow. Mm-hmm. And, and the wheels that. are tiny. Yeah, because the wheels are tiny. But speaking of a movie where they make things super big. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Is that a movie? Yes. What? Oh. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and then it's Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, I think. Yes. I know there's Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yes. They blow blow up the baby. Like, they make it big, (laughs) but they don't explode it. Okay, is that not the movie you were thinking of? They just announced more details for the upcoming Cats musical movie. Starring, like, Idris Elba and Taylor Swift and all these other people. Oh, is this why, like, all the TV shows were obsessed with cats? Maybe. 
Yeah. Apparently, the musical has no plot. It doesn't. Have you ever seen it? It no. seems like your kind of thing. It's a bunch of cats. I am also somebody who really likes plots. Mm. And also, people dressed up in ca- as cats are not the same thing as cats. Well, here's the thing. Everyone assumed it was going to be really campy and like people in cat suits like the musical. Turns out, they're all wearing like motion capture suits and they're going to like CG cat slash human bodies onto them. And all of the sets are just like Alice in Wonderland style, like enlarged like chairs and like, you know, real world objects. So the, like, the, the humans fuck? are normal sized <laughs> and everything else just looks big. It's going to be, I don't understand. I don't know. There's going to be singing and humans made to look like cats and giant furniture. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, they're making the car big and small. Yes. There's no cats thus far. No. And she drives them to an apartment building that looks real It's an sketchy. office park. It's a, it's a built, no, it's a building. It has an elevator. It looks real sketchy. Yeah, it's not an apartment building. It looks like an apartment building from the outside. It's an office building. Tell. How do you know that? Because why would it be an apartment building? Because... She's talking about, hey, you know, like we lost the house and then they go into this building and then they go into the elevator. and Where their offices are. (laughs) And the building doesn't look very nice. Yeah. Scott says, well, if you need any, is this where you're living? Do you need any any help? And she says, we're fine. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to look, it doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) I'm just saying, I thought that was a weird... Okay. You're supposed to be led to the fact that this is where you think they live. Are you? Yes. I thought he's making a joke. No. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I assumed it was like a secret hideout, which it is. Why would you assume it's a secret hideout? They're literally talking about like them losing their house. Because they're like superheroes. <laughs> All superheroes are rich. I th- he is. I think that Batman has like ruined your sense of superheroes. No Who superhero just has an apartment. <laughs> I think maybe Flash does actually. Um, but he's like a teenager. Do you want me to name superheroes who just have a uh, apartment? Yeah. Okay. Superman. No, he has yes. a cave. He does. Uh huh. It's like his crash spaceship. It's the whole thing. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It's made of ice. When he's living in the city, pretending to be uh, a Clark Kent. Doesn't he just live with Lois? He has an apartment. I feel like that's her apartment. Okay. That's the apartment. He lives there. It has a bathtub. You don't have to take off your clothes (laughs) to get into that bathtub. That's Lois's apartment. It's an apartment. Peter Parker has an apartment. He's poor. Yeah. Hank Pym is a billionaire. Peter Parker is more. <laughs> Hank Pym lost his company because of this. He didn't COVID lose his stupid... money. Yeah, that's what that's what fees are for. Not that many fees. Yeah, they lost the house. What? That's what she says to him. Because they're on the run. No, they lost the house. It's a money thing. It's not like a lot. I lost the house. Where to go? No, they ran away from the house because they're on the run from the federal government. No, then you say 
We sold off the house. Okay. Don't say it. We lost the house. She's saying she lost the house because she's blaming Scott, which again, I still attest is not his fault in any way, shape, or form because that's not how law works. You can't implicate no. Hank and what's her face okay. for Scott okay. no. stealing from them and using their equipment to break the law, which I also don't think he broke the law because I'm pretty sure the Sokovia Accords were not signed before the airport scene. I'm staring at you now because this is the st- stupidest conversation I've ever been in. <laughs> it's I relevant. Because I had to think about if it was stupid or not. <laughs> like if it was like the stupidest or not. But I think it it might be. They did not sign this copy accords because Tony Stark was trying to get Captain America to sign. And then he's like, gonna sign. But then Tony said something snarky like he always does. And then Cap was like, you know what? I'm not going to sign. And that's when they leave. And then Bucky escapes. And then they go fight at the airport. And that's when Scott comes to Germany to fight after he gets recruited by Captain Mar- or by whoever. Okay. Um, so, so in your mind, who has to sign the Scovia Accords for them to become law? United Nations. Yep. Yeah. So... The United Nations are kind of nowhere in the story that you just told me. Well, what I'm saying is like... Because it seems to me like the United Nations already worked it out, and now they're just asking if these superheroes want to sign off yeah. on them and agree to be part of it. But they hadn't been like finalized yet. They couldn't have been. Why not? Because none of the superheroes had agreed yet. The superheroes don't have to agree for them to make international law. Like, they didn't ask Scott to sign it. So how would he know about it? Like, they can't publicize a law in a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't... When you fuck up an airport... You don't Okay, that's to... against the law, yes. But they didn't say you're on house arrest for fucking up an airport. They said you're on house arrest for breaking the Sokovia Accords, which were not put into effect yet. There's no way. It's all, okay. They explain how he broke the law to a 10 year old not very well. No, they talk about it again when they're talking about why um, Hank and, uh, and Hope are on the run. But regardless, that's not what I have a problem with. Like, Scott being on house arrest is fine. What I have a problem with is the idea that Hope and Hank can somehow be implicated in Scott's breaking the law just because Hank invented the suit that he used. I don't think that they are. That's why they're on the run. They're not on the run. They literally are. Okay. You think they're on the run. Yes. Okay. Okay. We know that Scott is not allowed to... um, Talk to them. Talk to them, Mm -hmm. right? And we know that Jimmy Woo FBI thinks that they're going to mess up and then he'll be able to catch them. Now, that mess up according to you, is that they're going to reveal themselves. Hmm. That mess up to me means they are going to end up breaking the Sokovia Accords because they have all this fancy tech. No, because Whether it's purposefully or accidentally. He refers to them as known associates. Yeah. Which means criminals. No, I, I'm your known associate. Yeah, but I can't be arrested for talking to you because we've never committed a crime together. 
Yes. A criminal known associate is other criminals. When you're yes. on probation, you can't talk to other people with criminal records. So the only way that they would be criminals is if they were on the run. No, he's not allowed to talk to them. Well, it's like it's the same thing as, as saying like when you have a restraining order against you, you're not allowed to see that person who took that restraining order against you. It doesn't matter if they're criminals or not. It's but he doesn't have a restraining order. <laughs> it's on house arrest. Yeah, I'm not making a bad comparison. <laughs> but it, it's he broke the law in this way, and then they know that, that they are suppliers of that thing that he broke the law. But they're not. It's like... He stole from them. It's like if you were a nurse who was addicted to fentanyl and stole all this fentanyl from a hospital, part of your sentencing might be that, hey, you're not allowed to work in a hospital with fentanyl okay, ever again. Okay, but they again. can't say you're not allowed to go to the hospital. <laughs> and they're looking for them. They're like, it, the police are actively, the FBI is actively searching for Hank and Hope. Yeah, because they're doing crazy shit. They don't know that. Do they not? No, they're on the run. I have to think really hard about at what point they're doing crazy shit. They're putting on their baseball glass. Okay, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't remember where we nope. were. <laughs> nope, okay. okay, this is what happened. They get in a fucking giant fight at a restaurant called Wee. And you think that doesn't raise suspicions? Where's that? That's when they start looking for them. Where? What, the restaurant called We? Yeah. We means yes. Yes to farm to table. Yes to no ingredient. Oh, er, that no guy. Ingredient. I tuned him out. See? Why do you hate this movie? You like, you make, up, good. <laughs> you make up your own like thing in your head. And then you just apply it and it makes no sense. It's literally because the movie makes no sense. Um, all the tech crap in it makes no sense. All the timeline crap in it makes no sense. And the plot. Most of the plot <laughs> makes no sense. But other than that, I thought it was a really good movie. <laughs> you just like because there's ants and it's cute. And there are barely any ants in That's it. That's true. There are only a couple. Okay. Well, no, there's the like whole colony of ants and they're in the police station. And when they're flying, like making ant GPS. Okay, why are you so critical of this particular movie versus all the other shitty movies? <laughs> I'm not being critical. Yes, you are. I'm just calling out plot inconsistencies in the way that I would in any of the other movies. No, no you are not. Yes, I am. Yes, there are plot inconsistencies, but you're also like putting on some weird layer of whatever because <laughs> you're arguing with me about the plot inconsistencies yeah because usually you just agree that it's stupid <laughs> we literally have not gotten past anything in this plot we're on bullet number four okay fine you now are driving the boat okay <laughs> so they go in the building which i don't think is department building <laughs> but whatever talking about the quantum tunnel and his message and she's like what happened in your dream and he's like oh it's just a dream and she's playing hide and seek and she's like where was the little girl hiding and he was like was it in a wardrobe and he says no it was in like a dresser but like a tall dresser <laughs> and she says like a wardrobe 
because he doesn't know what a wardrobe is. And then she says, what color was it? And he was like, it was red. And he was like, were there horses on it? And then she's like, that's where I head every single time when I played hide and seek with my mom. And then he's like, he didn't really get the concept of hide and seek, which is true. Like, don't hide in the same place. Duh. Kids are dumb. <laughs> Kids are dumb. Um, not Cassie. No, she seemed smart. So then they're like, okay, so she's definitely in there. We have to get her. And then there's all these like sci-fi nonsense, like rules about why they need to get her in a certain time frame, blah, blah. So they have to go get a part for the machine. What? Okay, who, who's who's the her? And Michelle who's Pfeiffer. The, they? the crew. Scott and Hank and Hope. Okay, Scott and Hank and Hope have to go, think that they have to go get Michelle Pfeiffer. Why? Because mm-hmm. she's trapped in the quantum realm. Okay. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they need like a special part for the machine from this like black market tech guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is black market tech? I don't know. <laughs> so they go to his restaurant. Is that the Wii that you're yes. talking about? Okay. I didn't catch the name of the restaurant. That was cl- he makes a huge deal out of it. Um You turn off your brain a lot. He plays the same character in every movie and he has an Oscar and like in the first I movies I really seen liked this guy him. Before. Really? I don't think so, but I also forget these people. He's in um, American Ultra. He's in Three Billboards. I think that's what he won the Oscar for. Okay, I didn't see that. I didn't see all of Three Billboards because my plane landed. God. Um, he's in a lot of stuff. The new Tomb Raider. Um, and he always plays the exact same character. So he oh. is like talking to her about how he's on to her because he has a friend in the FBI and... They know that he's working on some tech that's going to be oh, worth yeah. so much money. Yeah, she th- he thinks he's going to be worth so much money and that her name isn't Susan, which is what she told him it was. Mm-hmm. And he has arranged a bunch of buyers for her her lab. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not interested in selling my lab. I have more pressing issues. Which is super stupid because why not just take the money and be like, here's the thing. I need to do this thing to save my mom, but then you can have it. Because like, do they need to keep the farm tunnel? Well, not necessarily, but I also think that it's not really worth that much. You should just be like, okay, well, I'll think about that. Let me bring that. I'll have to talk to my associates or, you know, let me sleep on it. But he gets all offended and decides that he's not only keeping the component, he's keeping her money for offended feelings. But really, it's just an excuse to have a really great fight scene. Yeah. Which you're going to talk about because that's what you like. That one was actually really cool. That's like the best one in the movie. She's like getting all small and then she gets big again. They're trying to shoot at her, but they can't find her. And she's doing all those like kickflips and stuff. And then they're fighting in the kitchen. There's like fire and knives. And then she like and enlarges flower. a salt container shaker and like blocks the doorway with it, which was funny. And she's got wings and blasters yeah. that. Yeah. That oh, because that's when Scott's like, You gave her wings? <laughs> and blasters? Did you not have the tech available for me? And he's like, No, I had the tech. <laughs> Which is a very fair complaint. Yeah. Also because does she, can she shoot out her little like enlargement things? I think she can. Yep. And he has to throw them. And I feel like your aim could not be that accurate with one of those. No. But she can just like do that. Yeah, out of her wrist combobulator. Yeah. So she beats all these guys up. But then, and she gets the component or whatever. And then the ghost person who's like in this white costume with a mask. With links. 
six red eyes on it. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like a bug. Don't look at me. I don't know. You like bugs? Um, spiders have eight eyes, and they're not arranged like that. And they're not red. And insects have compound eyes. And then then two simple eyes. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so then she like grabs it. Um, and then they're fighting and she can like phase like vision. So she just like disappears and like everything goes through her. She runs away. Oh, no, oh then Scott comes in because he, he gets Hank's uh, Ant-Man suit, which has like is in a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Really means like he has lots of trouble with his size regulator later. So he joins the fight. Mm-hmm. And then the ghost goes to the van and like punches Hank in the neck, but not really. <laughs> oh, she phases through his neck <laughs> and steals the lab, which is now shrunken down mm-hmm. and uh, has a car- uh, has a roller like roller a suitcase bag, handle roller bag handle, <laughs> which uh, is very convenient. Yeah. How how like what's the plumbing situation like? Then do they have like an internal septic tank? Um. Yeah, maybe it's like a porta potty. <laughs> Gross. Oh yeah, like there's so much wrong with this with the portable buildings, mm-hmm. with the fact that like are they hooked up to electricity? And they are. They have that giant enlarged battery. Oh, oh, it's an enlarged battery. Okay. It's like a big Duracell, like AA battery that they made like the size of a building. Oh, does it work that way, huh? I okay. guess. <laughs> okay, that work. They're running. They're, they're running on a little DC then, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so then they they finish the fight scene and they run back out to the van and they notice that um the lab's gone, and um so then they're like, where are we gonna go? And Scott's like, we can't go to my house because FBI could pop in at oh, any moment. Scott wants to go to his house because he wants to like be there if the FBI comes in and then they can just I guess hide. Oh that's right. And Hank and Hope are like no we can't be there and the ant's taking care of Bandio and like they at one point they show the ant and the ant is uh is playing the electric drum kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. And they're like well we don't have the lab to go to and he's like I can think of a place and the place is the ex-con security office. Mm-hmm. Kurt and Dave and Luis. And when they go there, uh, Kurt and Dave offer their guests the good pastries. <laughs> you laughing? A little Danish. So they have to eat the oatmeal packets. Is work providing food, though? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Like, even if they're oatmeal packets, that's, that's a perk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you didn't buy that stupid oatmeal packet. Yeah. But they complain um, about it a lot. Um. Yeah. So then they're like having their little banter, and Scott's really angry because he's got a tiny little. It's not even a real desk. It's like a table. Folding <laughs> <laughs> table. And they're like, he's like, why did I get the little desk? And they're like, well, you weren't here today. We were picking out desks. He's like, I was on a house arrest. Um. And they start talking about the ghost character that the what is he, like Eastern European. He references Baba Yaga. Oh, I like that he keeps calling her Baba Yaga. It's like the witch that finds you. <laughs> it's a story they tell children to keep them in bed. So they decide right. that they're going to go and get help from Bill Foster, um, who is a friend of Hank Sam's or a f- 
front of me, I guess, from Hank Pym's old shield days. And so they put on their baseball hats and their sunglasses disguises, which is really just, this is me. And this is me going to a baseball game on a yeah. day. Um, he's teaching a class at a college and they have a talk in his office. And he gives them a good idea about diffractors and modifying the modulator unit or the regulator that the suits use um, in order to help find the, the mm. lab because yeah. the tracker was turned off because they, um, when, they, when it was stolen and so they can't find it. Um, they also at this point like point out that when, uh, when you Ant-Man big instead of small, it takes a lot of energy and that when he was over in Germany destroying an airport, uh, Scott, after that, slept for like three days straight yep. and got to like 65 feet tall. And then they were like going back and forth, like talking about how big they got. And Hope was like, let's stop with this like measurement contest. Because back in the day, um, Bill Foster also wore the Ant-Man suit and got big. Mm. But not that big. Then very conveniently and coincidentally, FBI agent Wu comes to the university to look for Hank and Hope because they talked about seeing like a, a people citing them. And I'm like, ooh, just knows what they look like on a college uh, campus. Yeah. <laughs> Going to a baseball game. <laughs> well, maybe if you like look stupid on a college campus, then people get like suspicious of you. That's also the like disguise that celebrities always do when they're just like That's going to the so grocery true. store. It's like, who wears your sunglasses and baseball cape? <laughs> yeah. to the grocery store. Very suspicious. <laughs> Wear your giant hoodie <laughs> and basketball shorts mm-hmm. and your socks with your like sandals. Mm. Then nobody will think you're a celebrity. So, Dale. Yes, Felix. How much do you think this movie costs to make? Okay, so this movie has Paul Rudd. And he seems a little expensive. Nobody else seems expensive. And there's lots of computer graphics, but like zero fireworks. So I'm going to go with not that much money. $175 million. A little bit less. $167 million. 162 Okay. How much did it make? I don't know. Yes, you do. <laughs> How much did it make? Okay, I'm gonna go with not that much because I certainly did not see it in theaters, and you only saw it once, and you also hated it. I didn't hate it. You say that, and yet you talked about everything but this movie pretty much. Well, because oh. it's more interesting to talk about other things. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> I believe that means you hated it. So I'm going to go with not that much money. So I'm going to go with um, $400 million. More than that. That's what it made foreign. Uh, $800 million? Less than that. $650 million. 622 Okay. Did better foreignly. They usually do, unless it's Black Panther. Nothing remarkable. It made more money than the first Ant-Man. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I thought it held together, together better than the first Ant-Man. But other than that, it's kind of low for the MCU. People don't like Ant-Man. 
But also people love Ant-Man. Like, a lot. Like, I didn't hate the first Ant-Man as much as I hate it now until I heard people talking about how much they love it, which made me hate it more. Oh, so you're saying I shouldn't talk about how much I love this movie? I don't. Or the first Ant-Man? I don't hate this movie. I loved the first <laughs> Ant-Man. There were so many ants in it. Okay, are we done talking about money? Mm-hmm. Hank's like, that won't work with the new suit, but if we had access to the old suit, we could do it, but they don't have the old suit because Scott destroyed it, supposedly. Because he was supposed to when he got arrested. But, but, but he didn't. He sent it through the mail to Luis, and now it's taped to his uh, greatest grandma trophy, which isn't at home because Luis can't find it. And he's like, oh, Cassie totally brought it to show and tell. And mm-hmm. It's cool. So the wasp and the ant-man have to break into the the school. <laughs> so they go to the elementary school and then it is, it is a heist movie. The um the new suit starts malfunctioning. Yeah, the regu- the size regulator starts malfunctioning and so um Scott ends up being child sized. Mm-hmm. And so he puts on a little lost and found sweater and pretends to be a child. Gets it, and she just flies out and leaves him there. And he has to like run down the halls and down the stairs, and then like hop in to the <laughs> van, which is now a very big step for a little man. And it totally looks like they're kidnapping a child from the elementary school. Well, maybe it just looks like you're picking up your child from the elementary school for his in dentist a kidnapper van. <laughs> maybe that's just what you drive. <laughs> and kidnapper vans are white, and this one was like a dark gray. True. Still windowless. Still windowless. Yeah. It works and they are able to figure out where the lab is. Mm-hmm. So they go get go to get the lab and it's a ghost's hideout, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um where a ghost is sleeping in um this like glass room and it has lighthouse lenses on the outside plus one regular window so you can see what's going on inside. Um they're called friends of lenses. Mm. I looked it up. They're just they're just like regular lenses, except they're space saving because they don't get as thick. Because oh. it's just like smashing it all together. Interesting. It's supposed to be like making her powers more look less painful, more controllable. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, in a minute she'll wake up and explain all that yeah. to us, sort of. So they're trying to get the lab, but then Ava Ghost, oh Ghost, uh, phases and attacks them. And and then ties them all to chairs. Mm-hmm. And she also needs what's in Scott's head, head. And it turns out she doesn't need her special ghost, white ghost suit with the uh, six uh, eyes. eyes to phase. She does it all on her own. It's called a molecular disequilibrium. Mm-hmm. She it's, says it's very painful and, and hard to control when she's not wearing the suit. It's apparently a result of an accident that was had by her father, Elias Starr, back when she was a child um, that resulted from uh, experiments he was doing with the quantum realm and kind of quantum tunnels. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to her. Her parents perished, but she... um, She's kind of exists in and out of, like, phase with Mm -hmm. the rest of the world. And she Uh, blames 
Hank because he also like works for. It was it was a shield. shield it was a shield pro- project, but when Hank quit Shield, it wasn't the same. I guess everybody else continued on without that knowledge and pressing further and harder and without like really um, considering the consequences. Anyway, whoever like then grabbed her and like is now using her phasing abilities and teaching her to kill and whatever. But really, she really just wants to get that better. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks she needs what's in Scott's head because that's linking him to the quantum realm. And um, while she's she's kidnapped, Cassie calls with mm-hmm. a and texts with a nine one one emergency, which turns out just to be a um. I forgot my soccer shoes. Are they at your house? Yep. Um, and then they get away uh, by Hank Pym is having a like heart thing and he's not feeling well. And then they convince him, her to give him his, his, her, his heart pills, which are in the Altoid tin. But it's really like a snakes in a can kind of situation only with giant ants, giant ants in an Altoid tin. Oh, and he, uh, Scott also says that he can't search for her shoes because he's sick. Yeah. Um, which is his like lie about being kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They go back to the lab, and Luis calls, and he's like, "I'm having a problem with the business proposal, and the meeting's first thing in the morning, so you have to come down and fix it." And he's like, "I can't fix it because I don't remember what lie he tells." Um, and then Luis is like, "Well, I'll just come to you then." And then right after he gets off the phone, the Sonny Birch guy breaks into XCON offices and he's like, Tell us where Hank and Scott and Yo, oh Hope are. you're you're known associate of Scott Lang. Tell me where he is and he's like I don't know where he is. And he's like, You seem resistant. Let me help you. My my colleague Usman has this special like concoction. He's like truth serum, and he's like, no, it's just something that helps the truth or helps you be more more liberal with the truth or like something like that. He's like that's truth serum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he asks him again once he's injected. Talks about where Scott is at emotionally. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of my favorite parts of the movie where Luis starts with like. He was in a bad place when we met him <laughs> <laughs> on Sobhati, and this is and his wife was uh, filing for a divorce, and this and this and this, and like he tells these stories and then they act them out, and mm-hmm. it's great. I think that the acting's really good with the like the voiceovers, like when everyone else is doing like their mannerisms, yeah, <laughs> to like go along with what he's saying. Yeah, and and I liked that he called like his summary of the uh, Hope and Scott romance. Oh, like they're working together, but they're also doing other stuff. Together, and, then, <laughs> and then he went off to do this thing in Germany, and then she was like, "Oh, oh!" And then like his, his he was like, "I'm all business. Look at my hairdo." <laughs> she, <laughs> she gets did a, get better, a haircut. She, she gets a better hairdo. It is better. Oh, it's so much better. Oh, I'm not sure about you. Which is weird because like and throws her cell phone away. So then, uh, so so then he then he shouts at him and says. Yes, that's where Luis is emotionally, but where is he literally? And he's mm-hmm. like, then that ghost shows up. And he's like, oh, literally, he's in the woods. And there's a little ghost like, 
what do you mean in the woods? And he's like, oh, in the Muir Woods, mm-hmm. which is north of San Francisco. Geography. Um, the second, like, the second fire road off of the whatever highway. And so that then both the ghost and the the bad guy, Birch, know where he is. So Birch heads downstairs and then, like, ghost takes off. And then Birch. he finds that his tires are slashed. Yeah. Not even slashed. They're, like, destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, disintegrated. It's like, like if your rubber was really, really old. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, and your Bir- whole tire pops. Birch is like, our solution is we're going to call in a tip to my, my mole at the feds mm-hmm. because it's easier to steal from the feds than from that crazy, fazy lady. Mm-hmm. I can't steal from her. I don't know where she's going to be, but I know how the FBI works. So they call in this tip to the feds. Meanwhile, um, Luis is overhearing this from the doorway. So he knows that the feds are going to be on the way. Meanwhile, at the lab... They're firing up the quantum tu- tunnel, and Scott is supposed to be listening for, to a message, listening for a message similar to the bathtub hide and seek dream, um, from Mama Van Dyne. Yep. But instead of hearing that, he's embodied by Janet, um, and the tunnel shuts down, um, because there's something wrong with like their calculations. Mm-hmm. Janet's now embodied, or Janet's now inside of him. And so she just fixes it on the brand new laptop computer that she just knows how to use. And they're like confused at first. And then they realize what's happening. And she's like, it's so good to see you. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah. And they're running around the lab. And then they're like holding hands, uh, mom and and Hank. And then Scott comes back to his unconsciousness. And he's like, I got nothing, guys. No messages. Yeah. And then he, then he's like, how do we get up here? And also, you're holding my hand. <laughs> Give him a weird look. Uh, they discover that it was an antenna that Janet put in Scott's head, not really a message. Um, and they lock in the location that, that uh, what's her name, Janet has. And they apparently, for no reason at all other than a plot device, have two hours to find her before the location gets lost. And mm-hmm. apparently it's a century before they can find her again. Yeah. Because we need to raise those stakes. So... I mean, none of it makes sense with the quantum nonsense. But like this, this especially makes no oh, sense. No. Like well, something about something quantum alignment, something, something. And... Oh, <laughs> complete bullshit. I mean, like, like, I mean, like. Everything in this is bullshit, but like that's yeah, like that felt like it came thing. out of nowhere. Yeah, because like what would have happened if like they hadn't fired up the tunnel at that exact moment, and mm-hmm. then like the three day the three days that this movie takes place like would have been three days later, mm-hmm. and then the the quantum alignment wouldn't have taken place for another century. Like stupid. Yep. So they're getting ready. Scott is explaining what it's like to go quantum on the. When he gets a phone call from Luis warning him that the feds are coming, along with a critique of his dishwasher loading skills. Yep. Which because he still truths to him. <laughs> which I found like absolutely true. Like he's complaining about how he puts oh, plates yeah. on the top. No, shelf. plates do not go on the top shelf. Okay, so I I don't even know how he would fit them because most top shelves aren't that big. That's true. Well, they're so, small plates, I guess. Maybe. So Scott's like. I gotta go, and the, and the host mad at him, but she's like, because he told Luis 
where they were, mm-hmm. and now everybody knows where they were. And she's like, go home, because he knows the Fed's coming, and the Fed needs to know that he's at home and he can't be there. So he does. Um, meanwhile, uh, FBI Wu is going to Scott Lang's house. Cassie and her family are there because she forgot her soccer shoes, so she runs in. She runs upstairs and discovers in the bathtub that there's a giant ant. Yeah. So then, then the FBI comes in and they're like, we're searching the place. Where is Scott? And Cassie's like, you don't want to go up there. He's real sick. Which he, to be fair, that's what he said on the phone. <laughs> and if you look like a giant ant, I would say you're real sick. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, there's like a lot of throw up. <laughs> so she covers for him, but just enough time for him to like actually like get back in the bathroom and uh, replace himself, replace the ant with himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he he comes out of the bathroom or he opens the door from the bathroom and he's like, oh, hi. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not feeling good. You probably don't want to get this. And like John was like, oh, darn, I didn't catch him this time. <laughs> and then he's like, he sometimes just all comes out and he's like, excuse me. And then he goes back to pretending to throw up. Um, but then back in the woods, those feds actually get Hank and Hope. Yeah, they exit the lab and shrink it down. And then behind the lab, there are just like lots and lots and lots of federal police. Like, why do they shrink down the lab, though? I would just pretend that like the building was just built there and you can't move it. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going somewhere. Or and also because they knew that ghosts. Knew oh, where it was, I think yeah. They wanted to. They like, were trying to leave. Move locations to actually be on the run. The fed mole steals the lab, then gets mm-hmm. killed by ghosts. Now ghost has the lab. Hank and Hope end up going to fed detention center, I guess, and mm-hmm. getting handcuffed to a table. But she has a bobby pin in her mouth that she uses to pick the locks on her thing. And um, she's like, I have an idea. Let's break this wall. Yeah. Oh, let's shrink this wall. And he's like, it'll explode for bearing. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, so how many? Okay. She's like, okay, so we know there's four armed FBI agents. And then like in this whole building, there's probably like 80. And like they're talking about it. Meanwhile, Cassie and Scott are having a conversation about how he can't help his friends because he has to like stay there with her and like he's going to hurt her if he helps them. She's like, I think you can figure out a way. And he's like, okay. And so what he ends up doing is sending in a bunch of ants to drop off a suit, suit and a FBI disguise and covering up the camera in the FBI interrogation room. And they use that to escape instead of collapsing and building. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, drives a tiny van (laughs) they come out and jump into the van and then they have some like good romantic looks between hope and scott and then they drive away hank has a new tracker to track the lab which is apparently a swarm of ants that flies in the formation of a arrow Mm -hmm. it looks like in like older video games with like the way that they're like when you play a driving game and there's an arrow like floating above you telling you which way to go yeah, it looks stupid. Like, you could have just been like, all these ants are flying towards something, but mm-hmm. instead it's like an actual arrow. Which people would totally notice on the street. Well, I mean, people would notice the swarm of ants too, but like, 
And like you would have to like look at it from the right angle usually. Anyway. True. Um, so they go and they get to the lab and Ghost is in there and she's like, I'm gonna die in a couple of days. She's trying to like hook up all the bits and bobs of her like weird lighthouse majigger. I don't tunnel. know why she thinks she's going to die all of a sudden in a couple of days. I think that Lawrence Fishburne tells her that. Why? Because her like condition progressing or something. It's getting yeah. worse. Who, who has know. ever had this condition before <laughs> that you can like, compare it to? Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, so then uh, they're like, what happens? I don't know. Uh, see, this is where I ta- stop taking good notes. They try to like fire up the the machine, but they stop her somehow. Oh yeah, because there's a bunch of ants that are unplugging stuff. Right. Yeah. They like sneak the little ants in, and they're like plugging stuff. She's like, "Why is it not working?" If you didn't catch it from the first movie, Ant Man can ant control ants. Mm-hmm. And every time he needs to get out of a sticky situation, he just like whistles, and like a flying ant with a saddle <laughs> shows up. <laughs> have a saddle he just sits on it bareback. i think it's a saddle bareback <laughs> pretty sure it's a saddle oh that one does because uh, that's his favorite ant mm. never dies until it dies antonio banderas no that was, that was <laughs> antony <laughs> antonio banderas is the one that like survives not getting eaten by a gull <laughs> so then he's like um we have to go. They have oh, to go somewhere. Oh, they have. They have oh, I just called it. Team Ant makes a plan because they have to go get back the, get back the lab from Ghost. They have to run somebody into the quantum tunnel within the two-hour time frame. Right. They have to find that person. Uh, that person has to find um Janet, mm-hmm. and they. They have to shrink the uh, the lab in that time so that ghosts can't find it again and then blow it up again to regular size so that when they come out of the quantum tunnel, they'll be regular sized and but can actually come out. Why? Why? Why what? Why does it need to be full size? I didn't understand that. I don't know. Because like, if it was just sh- shrunken size, then they would just come out shrunken size, but then they could just get big. I'm going to pretend like you can only get big if you have the suit on, if you're a regular person and you get hit by one of those oh, right, right. like things, then it doesn't work well so well. And that's why they need the little ship. Yeah, and that's why you need to be be enclosed in something. Yeah, that little sense. pod ship. They decide that Hank's going to do the tunnel dive so that Hope and Scott, who are very good with the suits, can protect the lab. Um, also, Luis is uh, there, and he shows up in his van with that excellent uh, car horn from the last movie mm-hmm. um, in order to help them because he, Scott calls them because he thinks that they'll need help. So they execute the plan. It involves misdirection, which is the secret to what? Close-up no magic. Idea. Close-up oh, magic. Yeah. Close-up magic. Uh, they sh- shrink the lab. Sunny shows up with a bunch of cars for car chase treats. Scene. They go down Lombard Street, which is that curvy one in San Francisco, which is totally real place. Then all of a sudden, there's a bunch of motorcycles that chase them. Stan Lee gets his car shrink. <laughs> um, I mean, he doesn't like hire hire 
psychiatrist for his car. He's like getting into his car. He's got his keys out, and then his car like gets tiny. Yeah, and then like they're doing all kinds of flips through like windshields and fighting ghosts, and she's phasing into different cars, and then hopes like flying and. Scott's like running after him and jumping on cars and getting small and big. And then there's like a truck that uh, Ghost breaks into, but then Hope gets in it after her. But then the one guy gets it, so Hope has to chase after them. And so like Scott's trying to get Ghost out of the truck. So she like wedges some kind of like, I think like a toolbox or something into oh. the the, pe- the gas pedal. So it like won't stop just like driving. And Scott has to, he's, like, trying to stop it from the beginning, like, from the beginning, from the front. (laughs) So he gets all big and tries to, like, stop the truck, but it's not stopping. So then he has to, like, crash it into a corner. And they're like, Scott, we need you. They're chasing after us. And he's like, I'm on my way. But he's all big. Oh, he he rides a flatback truck like it's a skateboard. (laughs) More like a a non-motorized scooter. A razor scooter? Yes. <laughs> okay, like a razor scooter. Uh, he's just like kicking his way along down the hills. The van gets stopped by uh, Sonny's men, but he defeats them. And then he's like, how am I supposed to get to you? And they're like, look in the Hot Wheels box. <laughs> and he finds a little Hot Wheels car and then makes it big and drives that. Yeah. They end up down at Fisherman's Wharf. Mm. Um, and... Ant-Man is there, and he's like, I see a southern gentleman with carrying a building. <laughs> but he, he spots him, and he's uh, on a whale-watching tour. Mm-hmm. On, so he's on a boat, and he's like, how did he have time to buy a ticket? But he he calls an ant, and ants he calls keep getting eaten, eaten by gulls. They're on the San Francisco Bay. So what kind of gulls are they, Felix? Bagels. <laughs> um, that's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, but he finally gets one that's like flying after him, and then he gets all big Antonio again. Antonio Banderas. Is his suit still Cause malfunctioning? Because it's, ba- it's a badass. Well, it it on and off malfunction. Yeah, so he gets all big. Oh uh, yeah, because the, then then his aunt gets eaten, mm-hmm. so he jumps off, and then he 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 lands in the water and then he gets all big because he wants to get all big so he can stand on the bottom and then grab the lab from that guy as a giant guy and so he does that and then he brings it over to shore Mm -hmm. and sets it on the dock and then because being big apparently takes all the energy in the world then he gets really really sleepy and he's like I'm just going to lay down for five minutes. But by this time, the, wa- out in the water. Yeah, the wasp just got there. And he, she's like, oh, no. So he passes out in the water and makes a big splash. And all the people at the tourist attraction that is Fisherman's Wharf get all wet. They were at the amusement park. Splash zone. And Luis is there. And he, he just brought the remote control for unshrinking lab. Mm-hmm. And so the wasp goes and dives into the water to rescue Scott, which involves a lot of, like, hand-waving and wake-up Scott. Mm -hmm. She goes and, like, does his shrinkage thingy, thingy, but she shrinks him to tiny so Mm -hmm. that she can't find him. But then she finds him, and then she she takes him out on the palm of his hand and then makes him regular (laughs) size. 
And then kisses them. Luis tries to set up the lab, um, but uh, Birch's two sidekicks like show up, um, and they're gonna like shoot him. Uh huh. And then Luis's two sidekicks show up and taser them. <laughs> taser those sidekicks, and then Luis gets to punch uh Birch. Mm-hmm. Um. In the meantime, the remote has now um owned by or in the possession of Ghost. Mm-hmm. Who just like makes the lab big in the middle of like this area, and so yeah. it's like pushing over cars, and, and like Luis is like, Scott, did you get crushed by the building? But they're fine. Oh, also they're all over the news. Yep. Because he's giant and crashing cars and in the river and bay, and uh, there's a giant building that just appeared on the docks. <laughs> uh huh. And so the FBI is like, we got him now. And they're all rushing down there. Meanwhile, in the quantum verse, Hank almost gets eaten by some water bears, which mm-hmm. are tardigrades, which are like tiny little wee animals. He thinks it's beautiful. Then he finds Janet. They have a conversation where she says she's changed by the place. And plot then- twist. Or not plot twist, but random coincidence. Almost identical to Aquaman. What? That, ch- that Aquaman's changed by a place? No. In Aquaman, his mother is like the original superhero who gets lost when he's a small child and he has to go on a quest to try to find her. And then he has to go through this like whole trials and tribulations into like another realm and he finds her in this other realm and she's like wearing weird like tattered costumes and has like gray hair just like Michelle Pfeiffer except it's Nicole Kidman. Um, Okay. She like randomly has like powers and explains everything that's going on <laughs> just like in this okay great then yeah. i won't have to watch aquaman Thanks. i think you'd like aquaman <laughs> i'm not so sure <laughs> um but yeah so then she's like uh she like puts her hands on his face and makes him not crazy because he started to like lose his mind from the quantumness. Okay. <laughs> um and they kiss and they're like let's go home but the lab coordinates are not found because the lab's a little tiny. Yep. Meanwhile, Ghost goes into the lab. Bill Foster tries to stop her because people are getting hurt and that she he thinks that Ava is planning to kill brilliant scientist Janet. Which also, like, they kept saying, or like, why, like, why she would die if she's Ava gonna die. Because that's never explained. No. No. Because, like, she's going to use her quantum energies or something, but yeah, they just, like, assume it. that was going to yeah, kill her. I don't know. Don't know why. Scott and Hope come in and stop her by fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Janet and Hank come up from the quantum tunnel and run their pod straight into Ghost. But she doesn't die. Nope. There's a happy reunion between the family. Now Janet has magic hands that can relieve Ghost's pain. Which makes no sense. Nope. Um, then Luis runs in and says, the cops are coming. Outside, the cops apprehend Kurt and Dave, but they say that they apprehended the real bad guys, who they shot up with truth serum, and they say all the stuff they did wrong, including the multiple health code violations in at the, the restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> the FBI of Wu's team is, like, chasing after Scott. Uh-huh. 
and he goes and gets all big and like pretends to hide up against the building, but then actually sneaks out of it the suit. Yep. Um, this is uh this is at the corner of Broadway and Laguna, which is a real intersection in San Francisco. <laughs> and he's like, Come on, Scott, give it up. But Scott's not in the suit and he runs away. Yeah, he runs away wearing his t shirt, of course. So they go back to Lang's house and they um, try to catch him, but Lang's already oh. there playing his electric drums and they burst in on him playing the drums. And he's like, Oh, it's three days up already. So then they take his house arrest anklet off. Everyone's all excited that he's not on house arrest anymore. Yep. And he goes over and sees Cassie at his mom's house, at her mom's house, not at his mom's house. That would be her grandma's house. And they all have a big group hug. Yeah. And then business is booming at XCOM security because Kurt and Dave are both on the news. Mm -hmm. And that building that wanted them to do security is calling them up. Hank and Janet go on vacation with their vacation travel house, which they have as small and then make big again. Mm-hmm. And Hope, Scott, and Cassie watch a drive-in movie on a laptop in a tiny car. And Scott talks about how Cassie wanted to be his sidekick, but then she said, he already has a sidekick, and it's Hope. There was definitely a post credit scene in this. There was. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Gross. Gross. So, in the after credit scene, they make a little smaller quantum tunnel in the van. But they never change that car horn. Plays a little song. And Scott goes into the tunnel to get healing particles for ghosts. Uh, makes no sense. And they're like, all right, but don't leave me in there too long. Ha ha ha. And then he goes in, and everyone else gets Thanos disappeared. Yeah. And then he's like, it's not funny, guys. Get me out. He said not to make jokes. And then What are you doing now? Out. So we don't know how he's going to get out. But we know he's going to return, in it? Uh, because it said that the Ant-Man and the Wasp will return. Mm-hmm. Number two. There's another after credit mm-hmm. scene, and it's an ant playing the electric drum machine well yeah tv is playing an out of service message because everybody's thanos flaked well only half half of everybody's which is why statistically that wouldn't happen because what that tv wouldn't stop playing no there were four people Uh and three of them disappeared yeah that's not half that's if you had a group of four people and nobody else, but there's a group of thousands of people, so it's possible that any group of four, three of them won't get killed. It's it possible, like, but it's statistically improbable. And it's like, not that improbable. Well, okay, we'll take a larger sample size. In Infinity War, like a lot of the, the superheroes disappeared, more than half. Almost. The only one that was left in space is Tony. There was like 16 people there. There were not 16 people there. Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, all the Avenger Guardians. That's like eight people. Um, and Tony. Doctor Strange, Spider-Man got flaked. Who else? I think everyone but Nebula. What about Mantis? Mantis. Mantis got flaked? I think he did. Didn't they? I know Spider-Man, Doctor Strange did. I know Peter Quill did. 
Nebula. Did not get placed. Is a lie. So it's Jackson Mantis. I feel like they did. Oh, do I have to look this up? No, you don't have to. <laughs> I'm just saying, the statistics seem off. This is stupid because there are writers, and so you know that, like, this is not just statistically counted. Mm -hmm. Like, people did not roll dice and were like, now we're going to roll a dice for Captain America. They should have. Why did they kill off the most beautiful man in the series? Spider-Man? <laughs> they did. <laughs> they would kill him off because they're bringing him back and he's owned by Sony. They're all coming back. Well, at least some of them. At least most of them. Probably all of them. The most relevant thing about Ant-Man versus the Wasp is there's a meme around the internet right now about how Ant-Man could defeat Thanos by shrinking little and going inside of his butt. <laughs> and then expanding up? Yes. Oh, the... uh-huh. And that meme has taken some wild turns. Um... I want to be like, this is why I don't internet. <laughs> yep. My favorite one was a picture of a butt plug with like a gemstone on it. And it was like, this is the infinity stone that Thanos needs to protect from Ant-Man. Oh. But I feel like he could go in any of his orifices, really. Yeah, he could go in your eye. Your head. Yeah, Mantis is dead. Drax is dead. But Nebula is alive. Rocket is alive. But the he was in dead. Space. Yeah, they weren't in space. They were in Wakanda. Yep. And Gamora. That place, too. There's only, like, four people of all of them. And then, like, it seemed to be about half of the um, Wakanda soldiers. But I'm like, no. Some of That's them... way too concentrated. Like, also, there's billions some... of people in the world. Some of them just died by regular, regular wounds of being in war. Well, and that's the question, too. Like, does his 50% of the snap mean 50% of the people who are currently alive or does it not count the people that he just murdered? It doesn't count the people who just murdered and then it's going to be even more because all of those people who died because their pilot just disappeared. Uh-huh. Or... All the car accidents. And... Yeah. 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 Or his plan was just disappeared. stupid. Also, I feel like no. Because like, whenever there's, like, a big natural disaster or something, it takes a long time for the world to recover. And then by the time everything's fully recovered from an incident, like, it's, like, basically the plague. You know, like, almost 50% of the Europe died in the plague. If there was another plague, it takes so long to, like, rebuild your country after that. And then, like, by the time you're fully rebuilt, there's going to be a bunch of new babies. So he's not really doing anything. <laughs> I have comment about <laughs> Thanos' weird plan. What did we learn? Even if you forbid it, kids will take things into school for show and tell anyway. True. Also, like, it's kind of his fault because he really played up how spectacular and important that trophy was, so how could she resist? If you put that suit in a file labeled tax returns, <laughs> you probably would not take it to exactly. school. Uh, don't trust the guy selling you contraband tech. Yeah. Also, why are they buying it? Why not just steal it? You're already on the run. Maybe it takes a long time to figure out where it is and then ship it. We could like well, set up the meeting, but then just steal it from him. She can get small. 
I don't have answers for any of these things. She's too nice. Okay. I think. Tell your partner when you're going to run away to Germany to help Captain America. Because mm-hmm. then they won't get mad at you. Yeah, that just seems like a plot device. Well, also, like, yes, they were working together. But, like, he didn't know she had a suit. What was she going to do to help? She did have a suit. They were training together. No, she didn't, did she? Yeah. Yeah. When did she have a suit in the first movie? In the after credit scene? I don't know. Anyway, also, don't do that to your girlfriend either. Mm, fair. Chicanos call Morrissey Maz. I don't know who Morrissey is. Oh, you stupid millennial. Mm-hmm. He's a musician slash singer who is into emotional ballads. He's mm-hmm. very good. From when? From... The 90s and 2000s. Oh, that's why I don't know. Yeah, that's why I called you a stupid millennial. Hey, 90s music. Actually, that's not true. I like 90s rap. A stupid millennial. And Spice Girls. Favorite part. You hated it. I liked when they made stuff small and big. Okay. And I don't know. I feel like they made Hope less competent than she was in the first movie. Like, she gets arrested, her plans get thwarted, she tries to get the part. Uh-huh, but she also beat up all those guys in the kitchen. True. She also built that whole tunnel with her dad without any incident. My favorite parts were Louisa's story about where Scott was. And then secondly, close-up Magic University <laughs> and how you see that, like, run through the entire thing and, like, later when, like, Wu is in his office and, like, that guy person is like, I have a tip. He's, like, watching close-up Magic University on the computer. Did you go to closeupmagicuniversity.com? No, I did not because oh. that is not geography. <laughs> <laughs> um, Least favorite part? I don't like Hank. Uh, that's, that's true. He's, like, a grump. He's, like, Everything I don't like about Tony Stark, but none of the things that I like about Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not charming. He's just a grump, but he's also very, like, overly confident and, like, yeah. rude. But he's also not as big of an asshole, but he's still, like, I mean, not but, like, good. He, I mean, he's, he's not, not as, as big of an poignant. asshole in the movies, but, like, from everything that everyone says That's about him, him, he sounds yeah. like he is. Like Lawrence Fishburne and like um, Hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess it's because, well, because like, I don't know. They don't ever really show Howard being like too big of an asshole. Like a little bit. But <laughs> you're giving me a face, do they? Um. Uh, yeah. Well. well, okay. Well, also, I may have. Re- I'm thinking of that scene, that post credits scene where he, he that guy asked him if he invented the bikini oh that's right and like that was super yeah, that was gross um, but yeah like maybe it's just like a part of like that culture of like super nerd billionaires they're like all jerks <laughs> yeah and, and like a bunch of things where like oh some some scenes of him and Peggy Carter, I thought it was somewhat nice when it was played by one of the actors who played him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tan one. Yeah, the tan one. Anyway, 
Um, my least favorite part was tiny vehicles that seemed to go too fast for tiny vehicles. I love the tiny vehicles. They, the physics made no sense. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> that and that plus the pigeons that were pecking at it, then the one it didn't have things. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. I bet that's going to end up on a, a YouTube compilation. Of what? I like watching YouTube compilations of when, like, continuity of, like, props in movies oh. doesn't match up from scene to scene. Oh. Like how it was morning and then it was night. Like yeah. He, le- he leaves the lab to go back home and then like they shrink the lab and it's daytime. In one of the Oceans movies, Brad Pitt's like eating a shrimp cocktail and they cut away from him and then he's eating something completely different. <laughs> Miley's favorite part was, yeah, Hank, I guess. You are never a god. You are never even a man. Kill Martha. So I was totally listening to when I rewatched Batman v Superman recently. What? Um, Why would you do that? Oh, yeah. I was trying to listen to when he says kill Martha and I like, he says they're going to kill Martha. Oh. Yeah. His mom. But also Batman's mom. But not Batman's mom. They just have the same name. So how many Batman v Superman? This movie did not have have as many ants or as many ant packs as the previous Ant-Man. True. You pointed out a lot of like things that I did not like. <laughs> I didn't I do not like Kingpin. He does seem yeah, he like sucks. I do like Hope's new haircut. Mm-hmm. I do like I still like Kathy. Mm-hmm. I like I like her dynamic with her dad where they're both very silly together. The one thing that I will give this movie that's like not a cliche that like I totally expect it to be because um, every other movie has it is that like the stepdad guy is super nice to uh, Scott. Yeah. And I usually like, that they, like, like he's like a that. dumb stepdad bad guy type. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, none of the like physics stuff made sense. None of the plot <laughs> stuff made sense. I did like the true serum jokes. I did like Luis's like this is all my word vomit on you and it gets like nothing for shirtlessness. But I would have to say that overall this is my favorite Marvel movie. Of all of them. Yeah. Wow. Are you kidding me? It's not even a cat. That's very true, there isn't a cat. So I'm gonna have to give it like seventy five. Wow. Yeah. Is that the top one that we've been so far? Yeah. What's the next highest? The 30 for Hulk? No. I mean, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Thor got 45. Oh, okay. No, wait. Ant-Man got 45 and uh, and Thor got 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what's next? Captain Marvel. What do you think is going to happen? Okay. So, I've seen this movie... And I've seen this movie with you recently in the theater, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I should be able to get this right. But it was like two and three weeks ago, so. Yeah, I know <laughs> what my memory is like. Okay, so this is what happened. Captain Marvel is just some lady who got kidnapped from Earth and lost all her memory, and now she's making late night whatever the fighting equivalent of booty calls is mm-hmm. to um, what's-his-face. The guy with the butt. Help me with the butt. I never remember his name. But you have 
such a crush on I him. I know, and that's why I feel bad. Jude Law. Yes. So she's making light, late night workout sparring mm-hmm. things to Jude Law, which made me think that they were sleeping together. Yeah. I never do, because who else do you like call up in the middle of the night? He's like her mentor, but it totally seems like they have some kind of romance uh-huh. going on. The only person I call up in the middle of the night is like, any friend I have who, like, I know works second shift, so I know that they're <laughs> Like, otherwise, you don't call people that late. You just don't. Or unless you're having sex with them. Or want to. Anyway, she is a soldier on something to do with Cree, and she's making late night sparring booty calls to do law. And then she find, then she goes to Earth and finds out that really there are humans and that she's a human and that the Kree are the bad guys and then there's some other creepy dudes who can impersonate anyone and she finds her old best friend and her kid and then frees some people and then goes off to find her place in the universe. The end. Pretty much. Yeah. Also, there's a really great cat Mm -hmm. who's like a flirkin. And he scratches out Nick Furry's eye and that's why he's called (laughs) Nick Furry. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, you know that this podcast <laughs> is all about spoilers. I can't help it. Remember that time that you ruined Old La Yeller for everybody? Oh, true. I think that's where we'll leave it, huh? Stay tuned for Captain Marvel. <laughs> Literally never want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean 4 ever again. There's four of them? There's five. <laughs> oh my god, no. I think I'm safe because you don't want to watch them. I like no. one a lot. I like two and three okay. Four is abysmal. No. And five is like, eh. But first, Transformers. No. And the DCEU. No. And Mortal Kombat. No. 